0: hello hello you're listening to the girls gays and days the podcast where two friends process their emotions concerning pop culture of note to the acronymed community from film to television music and more we're here to tell you what caught our queer eyes this week i'm colt e hi
1: alex They them. welcome welcome to it
0: (laughs) This episode we're talking Mean Girls, The Traitors, Drag Race Season 16 First Impressions, and Waxahachie. To kick us off, category is Film. And I will be talking about Mean Girls. (laughs) It is the film adaptation of the stage musical adaptation of the 2004 film of the same name. Directed by Samantha Jane and Arturo Perez, Jr., it tells the story of Katie Heron, a formerly homeschooled teenager from Africa who finds herself at the center of power struggles and requests for revenge of your average American high school. Uh, Obvious standouts of the film to me being Renee Rapp as Regina George and Auli'i Rovalo uh, (laughs) as Janice Ian, both of whom have immense powerhouse vocals and theatrical stage presence or screen presence as the case may be. I think a lot of the musical numbers are super catchy. It is a musical. Uh, Again, it's another one of these films where uh, the marketing tried their damnedest to hide the fact that it was a musical. Uh, They sort of did one trailer where they featured like a little hint of the music. But again, for the most part, they and there have been a lot of reactions online of people going, of people reacting in cinemas because they didn't know it was a musical and just like audibly groaning and just like oh, it's tired. people who hit musicals are tired people. Uh, and on the fun, tired way, as in, you know me. Anyway, I think a lot of the musical numbers are super catchy, uh, especially the sort of Regina and Janice centric numbers. Uh, and I think that I think there's some fun inventive staging. To me, there's there's a sequence again Regina George focused where everything sort of freezes around her, uh, mm-hmm. like the Halloween party scene. Everyone sort of freezes, and she sort of moves in between all these like frozen in time people, and sort of interacts with them a bit. And I think it's 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 fun. It's fun. It is a fun film. So while I really did enjoy it. I do have several issues. <laughs> I would not be me if I did not have several issues. <laughs> uh, the first of which is that we we need to stop casting actors who cannot really sing to be the leads of musical films. It has to it has to stop because while Miss Um Angoria Rice is clearly a talented actress, a songstress she is not.
1: She's an Australian, right? Um, yes. And yes, she starred in be what before this? Like, I remember her like being on a, another...
0: I recognise her face. I very much recognise her face. I have seen her in other things. And she's, she's a good actress. When it comes to the acting moments of the film, mm. she does a serviceable job. <laughs> her singing... it it lets her down it negatively impacts the film I think there's a big trend going on 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 TikTok certainly of theater kids just ripping her performance her songs apart uh perhaps unkindly
1: but accurately
0: but not incorrectly yeah 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 Um, because
1: I mean like weren't there other BFA kids who could have done this I just feel like you had Rene Rapp. If you needed a backup act, it's
0: America. There's a thousand other kids who can do it. That's the thing is you put her up against <clears throat> people like Rene Rapp and Alihi. Yeah. Prevalla, who shares songs with, with Miss Rice. Uh, and it just... The contrast is is, is deafening. and uh, cheese, I think. Between chocolate. the two of them. Yeah. And I do think... Yeah, that is what sort of theater kids are picking up on is being like, these songs are much bigger moments, feel like much bigger moments on the stage. Uh, that mm-hmm. they end up being in the film just because she's not a bad singer. Like she's t- like, if she did a little bit of karaoke. People would be like, "Okay, no little white girl, you 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 do your thing, um, sing your little slow uh, white girl on a on a guitar song," you know. She could do that, but this is musical theater, baby. It, you, you need to be at a different level, but it's not my only gripe. (laughs) My second major gripe is that in an attempt to modernize the screenplay, Mm -hmm. the mean in Mean Girls is kind of absent. Uh, The plastics, and especially Janice, feel really defanged of a lot of the venom present in the original because that is the thing is like it's called mean girls. <laughs> it is about mean girls. And it's especially with Janice. Janice is Janice is a mean girl. She's very sort of unabashed about that. She's like, I'm unpopular, but I'm still a mean girl. I know I'm a mean girl. That's that whole thing in the sort of climax of the relationship with her and Katie, where she's just like, At least Regina and I know we're mean, you're pretending that you're not. And you are. We're not pretending. We know we are. And that's kind of missing a bit from this film. It just and don't get me wrong, a lot of the sort of modernizations do work. Uh, I saw this film with another queer friend of mine who sort of remarked after how different the queer high school experience is now. Compared to when we were in high school, when the O.G. film came out. With
1: um, Dinosaurs Rubber the earth,
0: Yeah, uh-huh. uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, a whole 20 years ago, which is what to think about. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, but, it's... but it is. It is the sort of thing of, like, Janice is a lesbian in this film, just sort of out, and that's not necessarily the issue of, like, what caused her bullying. Like, that wasn't necessarily the the causation, and they do change that. And that's a sort of welcome change. They do a lot of stuff with um, with phones and with sort of TikTok-esque stuff um, and sort of representing this sort of new form of meme being the sort of pile-on thing that happens on the internet. They do sort of introduce that and they do sort of find a way to still work in the burn book by sort of being like, oh yeah, remember that week where they took away our phones and they're like, this is the thing we did because we didn't have our phones um as a way to still be able to use the burn book as a device so there are some sort of senses of the modernization which work really well but it just and i'm never going to be like they took out some of the slurs like that's and they took out some of the racism um that's that's a bad thing like it's it's not but it it just feels like they <laughs> took it a little a little far and and, and sort of sanitizing the meanness of it
1: my i have seen that a lot online i'm going to be upfront and honest i haven't seen it um yet mm-hmm. um but uh the thing i have seen is that a lot of people miss that a lot of people have commented on the singing first and foremost yeah but secondly the lack of mean um and i just it brings me to an issue i have with a lot of Especially on queer sites, so it's mm. geared towards queer people. If, if a piece of content, a piece of art, does have a reflection of that sort of meanness of just existing, mm. or a character that, uh, that has venom and has bite, then mm. they sort of shit on the thing and be like, you know, this is a harmful portrayal and this is doing more harm than anything. But when you take it all out, it just rings untrue. It's not like. Mm. I don't know. It feels like there's something missing from this mirror to society that you're holding up. Mm. Um, but I don't, I don't want to deep it too much because in the end, it's, you know, it's not some type of, it's not going to be nominated for a palm deal. Like it's, you know, no. it's not that no. deep. I, I do think there's a line that needs to be tread between promoting negative stereotypes mm. and mm. obviously taking out um, slurs and things to actually just showing how people interact with each other. Mm. Um, the world isn't all soft corners and rounded edges yeah. and things like that. So, yeah,
0: and I mean, a big part of the original film was this sort of like calculated nature yeah. of of the the sort of meanness of like the plastics being the popular girls and this and this this sort of sense of infighting and then power plays and and politicking and um, mm-hmm. calculated attacks and. All of that sort of feels absent uh. in this film, which, you know, and it is a musical, so it's sort of, it, it, it comes across in a different way. It's missing some of the sort of like voiceover elements and some of the more sort of, and again, a lot of it is the sort of new age three-way calling. All of those scenes are not necessarily something that happens anymore. The three-way calling attacks is not something that's going to happen now. So yeah. yeah, you get
1: stitched on TikTok. That's what people do to get now. They yeah. stitch your video, and you see your ass.
0: F- yeah. So I mean, it, it is it is interesting, and it does serve to sort of keep help the film stand apart, help help the musical stand apart from the original film. That's true. It's more something that I've reflected on afterwards. It's not necessarily something that I was hyper aware of during the film while watching the film. It was more. I was going along for the ride. I was there for some of the references they did make, some references that they sort of teased but didn't fully reference in the, in the end. They kept a lot of stuff in the original from the original script, which was nice. They didn't keep a lot of other stuff. That's fine. It is an adaptation of an adaptation. <laughs> like some of that stuff isn't going to make it all the way. But yeah, in general, I, I think I, I enjoyed the film. I think the response has been all over the place. Some people absolutely love this film a lot more people absolutely hate this film i think there is like a handful of us sort of in the middle that are just like it was it was fine it was good it was a serviceable seven out of ten
1: yeah and also like something sometimes things like this that are so hyper of the moment are necessarily mm-hmm. for us not that we're past yeah. the moment but you know it, I, I personally think, you know, the target audience for this is probably a seventeen year old who goes to a Rene rap concert. Um I don't know. I don't know about it's a Rene rap vehicle. Um, yeah. it, it's Rene Rap's uh, you know, top gun. So I don't <laughs> know.
0: I do think a large part of the audience is is sort of millennials with a lot of nostalgia. Bad so, yeah. yeah. Um mm-hmm. And it is something interesting, like this is something that I've also seen a lot of sort of discourse on recently online of the thing is, um Millennials and Gen Z are the most, and Gen Z will hate this, but like are the most alike generations in sort of like recent memory, like in a way that like Gen X and Millennials are not, we're not on the same wavelength, we're not similar sort of in a lot of ways certainly not sort of you know millennials and boomers like there's great divides I feel like between a lot of those generations until now you've got you've got Gen Z and millennials who are terminally online and are engaging with the same content and are aware of are aware of the content that's coming out from Gen Z as much as Gen Z is, is trying their hardest to be like we're not the same maybe we're a lot more alike than you would like to admit and I think that this film is a good example of that. i like, yeah, I do think a lot of the audience is the Gen Z's who were not alive when the first film came out. But yeah. I also think that it's a lot of the millennials who, you know, were in high school when the film came out, I think.
1: I also think like they romanticize our existence, like they romanticize being in high school in a movie like Mean Girls coming out. It was a moment I definitely enjoyed that moment, um, but I think they've romanticized that in some of our worst fashion choices. I think they sort of have taken parts of us and part of the boomers. And I think they're a lot like boomers in a lot of ways. When George Bush said no child's left behind, they've they've left a lot of children behind in American schools.
0: Yeah. Open the schools.
1: Open, open the schools. <laughs> um, my favorite thing when somebody tweeted that the first reply was, yeah, you should be first in line to fucking go back to school. You <laughs>
0: it has been fascinating and baffling to watch some of the press tour of this film and mm-hmm. seeing that like Renee Rapp knows so little about music <laughs> as as a brilliant musical artist herself I love Renee Rapp's music <laughs> I, I think she's a delightful human being as well like I genuinely enjoy her complete lack of media training no media I think training it, is, it is delightful but she <laughs> didn't know who Kylie Minogue was.
1: Well she's also American so you call yeah. it like they're, they're very sort of Instant. not, yeah. yeah, so if it, if it's not in these, like, um, 57
0: th- states. Then. And then that boy, like the lead boy, the guy playing uh, Aaron Samuels, didn't know who Lady Gaga was. They showed him in an interview, a, a screenshot of the, the telephone music video. And he's like, I don't know who yeah. these people are. And I'm like, maybe that is Beyonce and Lady Gaga.
1: <laughs> but then Rude Rep was like, it's not your fault, we straight. <laughs> I was, was like, that? Renee, you can't just look
0: somebody in the face and say. You can and you should You <laughs> can and you should, yeah <laughs> She was like, right. and she should say it <laughs> Yeah,
1: I do like her, I like her music, I listen to her music um, Yeah, you can see Same. everything I listen to I listen to her shit I yeah. think she's very good um, I enjoyed her on the sixth life of college schools Yeah uh, which, is, which she left to be a musician A musician mm-hmm. who doesn't know Akane is? Uh, Anyway, but the point is, uh, yeah, she's good at
0: it. Yeah. Anyway, wildly off topic, so we shall move swiftly along to our next category, (laughs) which is television, (laughs) and we should be talking about the traitors. Yes. Uh, It is the reality competition series based on the Dutch concept. Who knew? Uh, Dutch. It's a high camp murder mystery-esque show set in a Scottish castle in which a small group of contestants become the titular traitors and must work together to eliminate the other contestants in order to win a grand prize. While the remaining contestants, the faithfuls, are tasked with discovering and banishing the traitors by voting them out to win the grand prize. Uh, There are two versions currently airing at the moment, one in the UK and one in the US. Uh, the major difference being that the UK version features quote unquote normies mm. uh, and the US version features former reality stars and celebrities. Uh, I started watching the show with the UK version mm. uh, and it is it is a show that has truly captured the nation's attention and the nation's hearts. Uh, it has become true water cooler television, uh, mm. so to speak. It's the show that you sort of know the majority of the country is watching every Wednesday, Thursday and Friday night because it airs three episodes a week, which is fabulous. And the US version, of course, it, it does one episode a week. I think it dropped three episodes this season to start off with. Um, Great.
1: And then it drops every it's, Thursday. It's going
0: to be weekly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's, um, it's on Peacock and it has really famous uh, reality stars not only from mm-hmm. the US. But um also from the UK. So in the US mm-hmm. they've really leaned on the whole um survivor and it is uh, it is
0: wild to see uh, sort of survivor That's contestants right. rubbing shoulders with like real housewives, big brother. A lot of real
1: housewives, the challenges. Love islanders, is,
0: yeah, yeah, challenges. <clears> and then random the... celebs like John Burkow.
1: Yeah. I don't know why he's
0: there. Americans have no idea who he is, and they're like, "Is he a celebrity?" And I'm like, "Yeah." In the UK, I feel
1: feel like everybody knows who
0: John Pocho is. Like his is sort of like the Speaker of the Parliament, and his sort of like order, order. Is that when he did that on the show when he cracked out when he cracked out an order? I was just like, "Wow, work!"
1: I don't understand why he's there, and I think some people wanted that too (laughs) on the show. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <And the> same, <laughs> multiple times. So... who are you why are you here
1: <laughs> it's so funny for me because it's like some of the most famous housewives in america we're talking you know people who could be in an ad for a vacuum and people would recognize them and they're brilliant and they're just high class tv it and it me... can it can sue oh okay. yeah
0: it took me far too long to realize that tamra um was the originator of the meme that's my opinion <laughs> yeah. like i didn't like it took me far too long to realize that was her um because oh. i will say that the only housewives franchise that i've actually watched a lot of is beverly hills um well, I've i'm seen, a salt
1: lake i'm a salt lake bitch myself yeah
0: i've seen a lot of clips of salt lake i've seen a lot of clips of atlanta um
1: atlanta's too much for me potomac <laughs> enjoyable uh-huh. And they're so queer, but I like salt sold- because there's a little element of crime in everything those women do. <laughs> that
0: <laughs> Which, was the sort of traders, yeah. that I saw so much of. Yeah, yeah it, yeah, it is great. I think the US version is a lot messier <laughs> yeah. because the personalities are so strong, and you're dealing with like gamers galore, yeah. and like people who make whose like entire career is. Being a big TV personality, yeah. put in a room with people who—that's their entire shtick as well. Whereas, <laughs> again, the UK one has like actual first timers. I'll call them first timers because I think the thing that a lot of people forget is that while you do have people like the sort of housewives who, you know, are not would have could not have been called normal for a very long time. Same. Every like contestant on a, on a reality show, any survivor contestant, Big Brother, The Challenge, those were all first timers once too. Time. Yeah, yeah. So I think yeah, the UK be. version is is first timers, people who are on reality TV for the first time. Some of them not even for their first time. There's a big character on the on the second series of the UK one who was on Deal or No Deal. You get a lot of that. You get a lot of like reality contestants who've been on sort of game shows and then they go on competition shows after.
1: Were they on the deal or no deal on the beach or there's the just a regular deal or no deal?
0: Regular deal or no deal. Oh, okay. He ended up winning 25 pence. Yeah. Which was his villain origin story and he very much was the villain on on The Traitors, like possibly for a time the most hated man in Britain, you know?
1: Mm. it's It's like i feel like this show to me is the
0: closest i come to how a lot of sports lovers watch sports you know clapping and cheering uh gasping and and you know head and hands when when things are going wrong things aren't going your way and then cheering when things are it's just i think a, a big difference for me between the uk and the us version also is that on the U.S. version, I find myself ra- rooting for the traitors more often. Whereas on the U.K. version, I'm rooting against the traitors most of the time.
1: I'm not rooting for anybody. I just like the mess. So I appreciate that. I, I sort of like it when there's a bit of a, oh, no, we fucked up. And I'm like, you dumb. Those are my favorite <laughs> moments because a lot of them are dumb. And that is what I cheer for. I cheer for the dumb moments, and so
0: then you would love sense. the UK version because I think that a lot of the time is my frustration, is yeah. that they, especially on the first series. I think the second series has been a lot has the faithfuls have been a lot more divided than they mm-hmm. were on the on the first season of the UK one. Uh, but in that first season, they were just so trusting. There were so many people that are throwing around, you're 100% of faithful. You're 100% of faithful. And I'm like,
1: I hate it when people say that. It's not true, girl.
0: It's like, just because you like this person. Yeah. Does not mean that they were not selected to be a traitor. Uh, exactly. And you should exactly. trust no one. You should trust nobody. And at the moment you feel yourself trusting someone, that is when you should be thinking about should I banish this person? Because they've managed to gain my trust.
1: Yeah, because they played you, yeah. baby. If I Um, don't trust
0: this person, I have to assume that they're playing me. And if they're not, and we end up banishing that person, fine by me. All the closer I am to getting the money, you know?
1: You know, you know, my dumbest thing on the American one, and it really drives me insane, is just like, they have no idea, especially some of the housewives, God bless them. It's like they've never interacted with somebody who isn't, them so then when yeah. they see somebody who's like i don't know not like them in any way they're like traitor
0: that has and to I'm be like, they have to be but, I'm
1: like baby think it through what like the whole because they got this one bitch gasped and then they were like traitor
0: yeah i'm about to get in some spoilers here because the the peppermint of it all was a travesty
1: It was so dumb. I was like, do you not know anybody who...
0: Trishel is every straight white woman who is the problem. She She saw someone who was different to her. Yeah. Who literally gasped in a joking way. Yeah. And took her 100% for serious. Yeah. And then proceeded to lead a campaign against her in a way that felt very racially motivated. That felt I thought transphobic myself. Transphobic. Yeah, yeah, very transphobic, uh related. And it it's she's done it, she's kind of doing it again. She also yeah. started doing it again with Ek and Sue, again, a little bit racially motivated.
1: She's just like, Oh, mm, there's something off about her. And I'm like, what is like, it? Like she's so it?
0: loud and aggressive. And I'm like, <laughs> Okay, okay, dog whistle much. Okay. Say it.
1: Say it. No, but like my the worst thing ever and the most predictable thing ever was somebody like another contestant on the show and he's from dancing with the stars, Max, looked mm-hmm. her dead in her little face and said, you know that was you. That was 100% you. Like,
0: yeah, you did all that.
1: you, yeah. you did it. And instead of like copping to it and being like, yeah, she just cries and she's like, oh, why would you attack?
0: Yeah. Weaponized white tears. Yeah. Like,
1: uh-huh. oh my God. And she's like, I'm just going to take a step back. Is and the then step back in the room that. with us now. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's like- the step with us.
0: Yeah, it's the step with us in the
1: room. <laughs> Like, please fuck off. Like, I gotta, I can't take her. And I also can't take, um. and I can't say it in the American way with the A's, Tamara. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I can't, I can't handle her because she'll just be like, oh, you know, it's that girl. I just don't like that girl. And all the girls she just doesn't like. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, is it because they're hot? Like, what is your issue?
0: And the whole most recent thing of like, um, the most recent episode which featured the the theory that uh the trader has to be an alpha male that whole that whole discourse has like wow can you can you hear the words you're saying can you
1: <laughs> but what was so frustrating about it is it came so close to getting an actual trainer. It came like in yeah. an a it's brilliant. And then they all looked at each other and said, Oh, not that one, one. no.
0: The motivation, the one. motivation was wrong. <laughs> <The> motivation Her <laughs> logic and why people were being murdered so was wrong. wrong. <laughs> but again, she came close. And that is what's delightful about the show is the number <laughs> of times someone is like so confidently wrong, so loudly wrong with their full chest. <laughs> But then that oh. does sometimes lead to accidental, you know, accidentally getting to the getting to a point. On the first season of the UK one, there was one contestant who was after these two guys from the beginning. Her logic as to why she was behind as, as to why she suspected them was completely wrong. Completely yeah. wrong. One of them was indeed a traitor. <laughs> but every time she would lay out her reasoning, it was so wrong. So incorrect. But you was <laughs> right about so the guy. Funny. Yeah. But again, it goes to that thing of like, people were just like, no, I trust him. I like him. He's a really nice guy. He couldn't be the traitor.
1: And it's always the guys. All yeah. the all the women who, oh God, I wish they knew better, look the camera dead in the lens and say things like, I just, I just trust him. And then they cut to the guy and he's like, yeah, I feel like I could really manipulate her.
0: Yeah. Trust a man. Trust a man. <laughs>
1: in this economy?
0: No. Could never. could <laughs> never be me, yeah, <laughs> uh,
1: wait, wait wait, but before there's so much I could say about the show, but we have to take a moment because she is the moment. She is everything. She had brought me to the show. She's brought me large moments of happiness in my life as a whole. Mm-hmm and then coming she is everything <laughs> i just that bitch there is one episode where it's a funeral and this hooker shows up in the sluttiest outfit image like a little fascinated and she minces <laughs> through the bitches and she just reads he reads it for full he's like that was dumb all of you that was a mistake you just say 20 grand go why because you're stupid
0: and he's just the campus the entire time. <gasps> like, he does not drop character. Uh, in the the UK version, we have Miss Claudia Winkleman.
1: Gay who, icon.
0: Yes, yeah. She's bringing her own level of camp in the form yeah. of bangs that no,
1: <laughs>
0: no sensible person could see through. No sensible person could. Um, <laughs> and a collection of gloves that is just truly remarkable. So many gloves. Um, high neck jumpers. That are, are are truly comical, uh, and it's the way that like the cast is around her as well. So you'll see just like shots of like a a taxidermy deer head with clip on bangs, <laughs> a portrait of her in like full Tudor dress, just like chilling, and it's just the level of campery between the two hosts. They're doing camp in very different ways. Because audio will very much drop character during a challenge. She's hooting and hollering and like on the contestant (laughs) side for them to earn more money for the prize pot. She's in there going, run, go, you can do it. Whereas Alan's just like chilling on a hay bale with his dog, with his cane, and <laughs> yeah. like a glass of port, just being like, five so, much left. <laughs> <laughs> so much port,
1: so much port. It's so uninterested in these bitches. <laughs> only the only time he clocks in is to read them. Yeah, and uh-huh. be like, oh, that was that was mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, why, why in the world? Oh, I, so I love think
0: it it's so just much. the show is so good and the different versions of I feel like I do love the UK one a little bit more because your first is always yeah. going to be the most special. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, yeah, I do love the UK one a little bit more, but I think they're so valuable in, in different ways and they offer something very, very valuable in different ways. Um, yeah, I can't I wait think. for the
1: UK one to be on Peacock. We only have season one right now, which I've watched. Um, I need to.
0: Yeah. It is, it is a delight and you absolutely need to be watching it if you'd not watched it. I was one of the I was one of the people that didn't start on the train until the first season had already wrapped. I've only sort of recently got on the train in the last few yeah. months. Um but I'm very glad to have caught up and be able to watch it live now because that is something being able to engage with with the discourse online on Twitter. Um, To be able to watch it with my housemates, it's like one of the few things that brings all of us together on an evening is to watch The Traders, and I think it's, yeah.
1: It's great. It is such a great show.
0: Highly recommend. Phenomenal 10 out of 10 television. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, With that, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back with more reality television goodness. And we're back. Category remains television, and we should be Mm -hmm. talking about RuPaul's Drag Race US season 16. Mm -hmm. Drag Race, the main series, is back for its 16th season, which is wild, Mm -hmm. Uh, with a whole new cast of queens and some new twists, too. Uh, We're back with the split premiere and talent show format that we've seen a couple of times now to start. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, I thought the first episode had a superior batch of queens to me, uh, yeah. in terms of queens that I was like excited to see what they were doing, excited to see more from them. I think there were about three queens that were standouts in that episode, as opposed to the second episode where I really only had sort of one big standout. But yeah, what? Are well, you, they
1: were the B squad. I, yeah, I feel like um, that line. Probably we ever said it a few seasons ago. The B squad, they they were the B squad. But the great thing about the B squad is I think they might have a little bit more to prove and be a bit more aggressive, mm. as is the nature of Drag Race. You sort of have people who are able to take on critique a bit more. And I think there are some big egos in the first group that might have a, be on the struggle bus for taking critique.
0: I sort of feel like more about that with the second batch. I think the second batch has more um, delusion.
1: Yes, a lot of delusion.
0: That doesn't necessarily match the presentation that they're giving thus far. (laughs) Um, That's just, in my humble opinion, as someone who doesn't... Well,
1: let's get to it. Let's have a conversation about doing this or doing this with your whole breastplate. And And I think she understands
0: that... She understands that there's room for improvement. Oh. She's like not there saying girls. that she's the best to ever do it.
1: Yeah, but and then getting sixteenth out of sixty, whatever it was.
0: Great drag name, though. Must say, a mandatory yeah. meeting is a phenomenal drag name. It's great. It's a great name. Um, but yeah, that that wrinkled neck on that on that breastplate. I was upset. I kind of blame Jimbo. <laughs> she has cursed us. with the overuse and overconfidence in use (laughs) of an enlarged breastplate.
1: This fucking crap. Please can that be the slogan of this show? <laughs> Is that any... I
0: blame, blame Jimbo. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Everybody always blames <laughs> Jimbo for every fucking thing. And it cracks me up so much. Like, I feel like but it's just the thing of like Jimbo
0: does a breastplate so well <laughs> yeah. and will like incorporate it seamlessly into an outfit. You're not going to see a lot of the seams, you're not going to see wrinkles for the most part. Unless, the, the two tones
1: tone for me. The two tones for me. girl.
0: you like, why is your face brown? Your neck the is yeah. lily white.
1: You get the right shade. Telling, you can't get the right shade as a white woman with a white woman bracelet. You couldn't get the right shade.
0: But on a choker. You know, just some Chokers are in fashion again, Something. kind of.
1: There was, I mean, they never left for some people. Um, (laughs) Some of the worst people you know. But um, I, oh God, that was so upsetting. But I I enjoyed watching her. Still enjoyable. Playing Jane is a gut.
0: It's so good at her job. I have never seen someone so (laughs) deliberately, actively (laughs) seek the villain edit. (laughs) He's like, give it to me. (laughs) I want it.
1: I've never. Oh, at the way she yeah. thinks she's trade of the season. She is trade of the season. Unfortunately, that's the thing. Who's trade of the season? It's not her. There's not a lot of trade happening. This is um, this is a, like an economy in default. There is no trade. Yeah.
0: No. Um, Nobody. If that's if that's the trade, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a, a leave of absence. I'm gonna. Yeah.
1: <laughs> If that's I'm going <laughs> to
0: pull a US government. And I'm just going to shut things down for a bit, you know? Yeah. Just, just, just I'm going to go down. on a go slow, you know? I'm closing yeah, the borders. Strike. That's the trade. Strike, yeah. strike. Yeah. If um, that's the trade on offer, I'm closing the borders. Yeah, you know? <laughs>
1: Which is only right. Um, but I I but at the same time, do I want her to leave? No, because it's no. it's like interesting. Yeah. I unfortunately, oh, and I feel so bad because I remember playing Jane's name. I remember the mandatory meeting, but the ultimate delusional girl with the braces,
0: I can't remember her name. That would be uh Maya Iman LePage. I yes, believe. it's not a good it's, name. It's several it's names. Name. It includes yeah. it includes a lot of apostrophes, mm-hmm. um, in places you wouldn't expect them to be.
1: Surprising apostrophes, um, which is the worst kind.
0: Yeah, I think. Yeah, she's she's got delusion. She's got delusion. She's got confusion.
1: I, she um, she needs to pack it up and keep it moving. She needs to she go. She has a her.
0: she has a sort of cylindrical body shape cool. that is unique. <laughs> um.
1: <laughs>
0: I don't know how anybody would recover from a cylindrical body shape. From about the nose down, you know? Like it's just one shape from about the nose.
1: Like a can like of coke. Knees. It's yeah. just Some people get a Coke bottle, she got a Coke can. Um, which is a real shame.
0: But the the worst beautifully bedazzled. A beautiful Lovely gowns. Lovely, no. gau- Lovely gowns. Lovely gowns. Um, Lovely gowns. Lovely <laughs> gowns, no waste, you know? <laughs> what is zero, zero waste? Zero waste coca.
1: I'm not violet charge key, but I do even um and she's my favorite on this season right now. Um the banana queen whose name escapes me Nymphia. with of- Nymphia
0: Nymphia, is- she is
1: my favorite.
0: Favored. That I was wish she, that's who I was referring to as 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 the only real standout for me from the second batch of queens was Nymphia. She is the
1: star. She's the star mm. of I think both batches. She for me is my personal favorite. But I wish she had cinched the waist on that Angelina Jolie number.
0: Yeah. I just yeah.
1: feel like it could have yeah. been tighter to give it more oomph because yeah. it was it was yeah. giving Benoni Matricdot until she turned around. Yeah.
0: And that was present in her, her final ball look. Like that yeah. shape was very much present there. There was shape, there was texture, there was, you know.
1: She's so good. And she really clearly is one of the so- best
0: ball presentations.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: In that you- final look. I think if we're talking about best ball presentations in looks you brought from home, it's Q. Q has it hands down oh, for that. Q is so interesting. I- is nipping at her heels. That pumpkin look. The part I
1: like Q more than I like the um, but I like with that a,
0: with the skeleton snake and an apple. Like, I, I, I was about that. Was that. hot though, that was hot, that was hot. But then Q looked like the second coming of Judy Garland in that look. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, that. That's Judy, that <laughs> is said, Judy.
1: Who said Liza Minnelli's mum? <laughs> <it> oh, yeah. <laughs> that was really funny. That was, Isaac. Um,
0: yeah, uh-huh. that was really funny. Um, but, See, but yeah, to I, me, my my sort of my fall. All that i'm i'm living for mm-hmm. do include nymphia yeah uh sephira yeah hugh wow uh-huh. Lil miss dawn Little Miss dawn's in there as well i like dawn. Yeah, but
1: i said that to you when i first saw her i said i would probably be her on the first day of varsity
0: oh yeah There's some
1: something's there
0: she's giving uh lesbian goblin energy
1: yes hobgoblin that's it gave we hop goblin and i don't like it
0: yeah I'm into it. I'm into it.
1: Now, let me ask you. Yeah.
0: Are you into the little twists we've had this season? The ranker Queen? Yeah. How do we feel about this?
1: I love it because I felt like Miss Ru, and I love Miss Ripple. My whole life I've loved Miss Ripple. But I feel like maybe she was just too centralized and her opinion was a little bit too centralized. And that's not to say... It still isn't. I get to. she gets her final and all those things. Uh-huh. But I do like the democracy, you know? And I like the backstabbing. And I like the twist and I like the turns. And I like the ball coming up now. So I can get angry at bitches who don't know how to so sew in like the second episode. <laughs> third episode. But I'm like, move it up. Move it up. I wanna see. I wanna see like who sucks. Um well, I will I, say that I also have you enjoyed it.
0: I'm also a fan of the Raider Queen. I think it's it's a fun little twist. I'm glad that it's not throughout the whole season. I would like to see this introduced for all stars. I feel like this, as opposed to the sort of lipstick voting uh, and lipstick assassin format, I think that's very tired.
1: Mm, We don't need to see any more of that.
0: We don't need need to see any more of that. I enjoyed the "No One Goes Home" of all winners. <laughs> I've a little birdie may have told me that that may be what we're in store for for the next All Star season of not winners. Um, don't love that. I mm-hmm. understand. I understand why. I understand. Like you have people coming back, they're spending ridiculous amounts of money. They want to be able to That's show off different. their full package. I yeah. get that. But I do think that this Raider Queen format would. GREATLY serve the all stars format. Um, I think it was fun to see in these first three episodes of Drag Race. Mm-hmm. I think, um, as much as I didn't like the outcome of the tomfoolery and shenanigans that Plain Jane did, uh, because it meant that Nymphia was robbed of a top two placement. Let's play Jane. though. yeah, she's a cut. I have to get behind it. Like, I have you're yeah. playing strategically, you're, you're here to win. We love to yeah. see it. So, and the, the messiness of it was, was great as I get, again, I say, it, I'm not, I didn't love the outcome, but I love the the chutzpah of doing it in the first place. So
1: I love it. And I just, I love like the, even Nymphia, and I know it comes across as sort of goofy and gaggy and a little bit adorable a lot of it when she was like running around the workroom, just giving ADHD and trying to distract bitches. And I know it was fun for the most part, but I also felt like, it was a little bit of like, I know how to sew. Yeah. I've done all my shit. You haven't. <laughs> How's it going over there? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing that one? Yeah, like some. I yeah. feel
0: like talk to me. Don't don't. <laughs> yeah, that's a write off already. Just like let's <laughs> let's engage. Yeah,
1: <laughs> teach me Spanish. <laughs> and
0: I've seen so much of like um, queens at the premiere events and like red carpets talking about like, who's the villain of the season? And they're like, I think this might be a season of all villains. Like we're all (laughs) messy. Like I've heard people calling out Q and Dawn and Jane and Nymphia. I, yeah. None of the other queens that I think are destined to be filler, but you know,
1: I, I think some bitches will come back. I just hope I can't listen. I talked about it on my Twitter um which only some of you can see because i'll block the rest of you i've seen people trying <laughs> to add me on there and i'm not going to accept your friendship um just to let you know i don't like that type of thing but i have enough uh no i'm kidding about i do uh my main thing that i said on twitter that really boiled my piss was bitches who come on the show and say that they've watched the show their whole life and then they don't know what of the main elements of the show. You can't sew you're you're here, but you can't sew. You can't use a glue gun, definitely. That's what if, why are we here, but yeah. But again, I, it's I don't the know. thing of
0: Drag Race is such a unique competition in that you can't do one thing. Yeah. It is a show that demands so much of you. So I do have the, res- the respect and that's why I'm like, OK, you can't sew. Again, use some, use some, uh, what is the word? Initiative. Use some initiative. Yeah. And like, make a plan because you know that's coming. But like, it is hard when you know you're going to have to create a look. You're going to have to sing. Whether you have the the vernacular or not, you're going to have to do it. If you want to get to the end, you're going to have to act. You're going to have to do improv. You're probably going to have to do stand up. You're gonna to have to do choreography. Yeah. Like no other competition, talent competition anywhere on the television landscape requires you to be able to do the amount of things you have to do on the drag race stage.
1: And also fast and also quick and all with no mercy. Yeah. And to live on the internet for the rest of your life. Yeah. Like you think you would have escaped it, people will still bring it up. Um, yeah. Which is why I think BFA bitches, oh, there's only one BFA bitch. That is kind yeah. of annoying this season.
0: Rue just doesn't like Rue doesn't like the, the weaponized BFA people. That is glaringly apparent. And those queens will never win the show.
1: But is is Rue right with that? Because I think she I, might be.
0: I disagree.
1: They're the most annoying people in every I room
0: calls. Love a weaponized BFA queen. Jan was one of my favorites. <laughs> I love Marsha, Marsha, Marsha with my whole heart. Um I don't know how I feel about Plasma yet, but we'll see.
1: I personally just enjoy For Once. It's not one queen that's pulling me through. Uh, It is actually the show and the way they've done the season that is making me excited to watch it. You know, I'm not going to let the episodes stack up and then watch them next week or three weeks from now, which I've done in some past seasons. Sorry to those seasons.
0: (laughs) No, I agree. I am I'm enjoying the season so far. Um, I've enjoyed the episodes. Uh, sure. But yeah, we're going to move along to our final category of the episode, which is music. Alex, what are we listening to?
1: We are currently listening to something very far removed from any kind of uh, gay mm-hmm. Renaissance mm-hmm. tunes, which I think I was obsessed with for about three mm-hmm. podcasts, just listening to all the Troy Savana I could get my hands on. I'm now in a completely... Different place, which according to my Spotify raptor is what I do every two weeks. It's <laughs> Waxahachie's new single, "Right Back to It," with uh, featuring MJ Lenderman. and it is a banjo inspired folk song, uh, which doesn't sound appealing when you say it out loud. I don't know why, but hear me out. It's beautiful, um, and she's from where I'm now from, uh, Birmingham, Alabama and it's just so beautiful she has like this quality to her voice that's not quite like a yodel but like just below below that and very haunting um and the video is very wanting too it's in a swamp mm-hmm. god knows where some yeah. swamp and she's barefoot on a riverboat and this song's just basically about the fact that no matter what she does she always goes back to this relationship that is like a Sometimes positive, like it's not always you can see, but I just think it's a beautiful crafted piece of music. And Mm -hmm. I have notes from someone who understands music a lot better than me, um, uh, my friend Catherine, and she mentioned that the banjo player, Uh. which is the banjo is sort of like what carries the the sound is by a guy called phil cook um and i think it's beautiful that is possibly my favorite sound of the whole song between mm. her voice waxa hachi's voice and and the band it's just gorgeous i would say listen to it and go listen to all of her records mm. um it's gorgeous a great live performance too I think you can see some of her cuts on TikTok and YouTube and stuff like that. Very great.
0: Mm. Did you yeah, like I'm it? With, I'm familiar with the name. Yeah, um,
1: I think I might have talked about it before too.
0: I, I don't think on the pod. I think potentially oh. off pod, but um, yeah, I'm familiar with the name. I think it's it, which is a step up for me. Normally, normally I'm like I I don't know this person, and then. Mm-hmm. I go and search in my Apple Music, and I'm like, "Oh, I have five of their songs." Um, <laughs> this, at least, I, I recognize her name. I don't think I actually do have any of her music saved. Um, but after listening to the song, I will, I will go and 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 seek out some of her music. And the music video, as you say, is very beautiful. It's giving a, a again, this is limited American knowledge, but to me, it's giving sort of True Blood aesthetic. Yeah. It's giving a little bit of uh, American horror story coven. Um, just listing off TV shows that I've seen that are set in swamps. Um, <laughs> but it is beautiful and the song is beautiful.
1: Yeah, it is, it is gorgeous. I think the music video also reminded me just of Poisonwood Bible. You know that um, Barbara King's Oliver book? Sure. Um, it, it, it's good. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's just how the South is muddy and swampy and. Um, most of the time. Mm, mm. Uh, but I would say listen to that maybe as a come down after you watch the third episode of Drag Race. Mm, mm-hmm, mm. It, um, it's a very different vibe, but it will calm you the fuck down. I love it. I genuinely do.
0: Fantastic. Thank you so much, Alex. <laughs> uh, and with that, that is our time. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to give us a follow, we're at Girls Gays Days pod on instagram and tiktok and video versions of this podcast are available on youtube
1: and join us again next time for another sip of queer culture cheers, cheers to my fellow fruits <laughs>